Welcome to Anchor Point, where we believe that the next 30 minutes could change your life forever. So join us to consider the greatest message ever heard, the good news of the gospel, as well as sound scriptural teaching for believers, all based on the Word of God, the anchor for our souls. The Apostle Paul was a powerful evangelist. The book of the Acts is filled with his sermons to various individuals, both personally and collectively. In each of them, he explains the simple gospel message to people who were either ignorant of it or who deliberately persecuted the followers of Christ. In our broadcast today, we will be looking at one of Paul's gospel presentations to a certain King Agrippa, along with his wife and other dignitaries who listened in. After Paul carefully explained his own personal testimony as to how he came into a personal relationship with Christ and what it means to be a Christian, Agrippa came to a tragic decision. He rejected God's offer of forgiveness. Imagine, he resisted the truths that Paul presented to him concerning Christ. He was, unfortunately, only almost persuaded. We trust that this will not be your response. As you follow along today, speaker John Meekin begins the story by first reading from the book of Acts, chapter 26, and verse 1. Then Agrippa said unto Paul, Thou art permitted to speak for thyself. Then Paul stretched forth the hand and answered for himself, I think myself happy, King Agrippa, because I shall answer for myself this day. Touching all the things whereof I am accused of the Jews, especially because I know thee to be expert in all customs and questions which are amongst the Jews. Wherefore I beseech thee to hear me patiently. Then he goes into his manner of life. And as he does tell this king his manner of life, he describes to him his conversion, how he was delivered from his sins, how he was converted to God. Look with me. At verse number 15, this is Paul's response to the Lord Jesus. And I said, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. But rise, stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness both of these things which thou hast seen and of those things in which I will appear unto thee. Verse number 17, Delivering thee from the people, and from the Gentiles, unto whom now I send thee, to open their eyes, to turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Now look down at verse 24, please. And as he spake for himself, Festus said with a loud voice, Paul, thou art beside thyself. Much learning doth make thee mad. And he said, I am not mad, most noble Festus, but speak forth the words of truth and soberness. For the king knoweth of these things, before whom also I speak freely. For I am persuaded that none of these things are hidden from him. For this thing was not done in a corner. King Agrippa, 
Believest thou the prophets? I know that thou believest. And Agrippa said unto Paul, Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. And Paul said, I would to God that not only thou, but also all that hear me this day, were both almost and in altogether such as I am, except these bonds. Just so that you understand something of the background of the scriptures which we have read together. Really, the story is very simple. It's a man. He has been incarcerated in a prison in a place called Caesarea. He has been there because he was a gospel preacher. And through the testimony of preaching the gospel, he was called into question by the Jews. They took him. They bound him. They brought him in Jerusalem to a judge. And the judge decided to send him down to Caesarea, of which we have read in our chapter tonight. He is now going to give testimony. There's actually a number that have come to see this prisoner as he's brought from the jail. And they bring the little man. There's a king in question here. His name is Agrippa. That king's companion, Bernice, she will be there. Festus, the governor, he will be there. There will be nobles. They will be there. So it's quite a scene now. There's kings and there's governors. There are their companions. The nobility is there. The senior citizens of Caesarea, they are all there to witness. And they see a little man being brought from prison. His name is Paul. He stands before them. There's a chain attached to his wrist. And by that chain, he is attached to a Roman soldier. He shakes the chain. He looks at those who are gathered. He says, sir, I count myself thankful to be able to stand and to bear testimony to the Lord Jesus. You will notice with me, there's a vital question asked. This man starts to tell the king and to tell those who were listening how he got saved. You know, it's a wonderful thing to be able to tell of a true moment of conversion to God. Let me ask you in this gospel meeting, have you ever had a moment like that? A moment when your sins are gone. A moment when the burden that you have been under as you considered an eternal destiny. When you began to think about heaven and you began to think about hell and you're bowed beneath the burden of your sin and the only thing that mattered, the big thing, the only thing that mattered is this. How can my sins be forgiven? How can I be right with God? How can I know that I have peace with God and joy swelling my soul? How can I know it? It's the only thing that matters. You ask anyone here, you know, as I preach the gospel, I'm looking at people, and when I make those statements, they actually start smiling at me. You know the reason why they do that? They are going back in their minds. For some of them, it was at nighttime. For others in this gathering, it was daytime. There are some in this building, and like this man Saul of Tarsus, it was midday. But you know at that moment, their sins were gone. The moment when they trusted the Lord Jesus, when they experienced peace, and when joy flooded their souls, and when they knew the burden is gone. I tell you again, it's quite something to know a relationship with the Lord Jesus. To know that you'll never perish. To know and understand, I will be in heaven. If I die right now, I will be in heaven. And this man starts to tell it out. I would love to have been there that day. To see the little man shake the chain. To witness the little man preach in power and preach the gospel of Christ. 
And then he says this. He says, listen, Agrippa, do you believe the testimony you're receiving? Do you believe the prophets? Do you believe the testimony of the word of God? He says, listen, Agrippa, I know that thou believest. And the man says, he says, Paul, almost, almost thou persuadest me. Maybe I'm speaking to someone already and you are saying, almost. You know, for years I have heard this message. I know what you men preach. I know what the Bible presents and the gospel of the New Testament. And you're sitting there and again you feel the arrows of the word of God digging home into your soul. And already you are saying, almost. Let me tell you tonight, don't leave this meeting without Christ. Whatever you do, don't leave this meeting without surrendering everything to the person of the Lord Jesus. And here's a man, and I see Agrippa, and he looks at Paul, and he looks around, and he says, almost, thou persuadest me to be a Christian. The big question is this, what is a Christian? I mean, here we are, and we talk about it as if. Now, stay with me at this point. We speak about it as if everyone understands what a Christian is. So I ask you again, what is a Christian? You know the answer that is generally given to that question. The general answer to that question is this. Well, had I been born in Pakistan, I would be a Muslim. And perhaps if I'd been born in India, I would be a Hindu. If I'd been born in China, perhaps I would follow Confucius. But you see, I've been born in North America. And because I've been born in the Western world, that makes me a Christian. No, it doesn't. Now, I want you to understand this. If that's what the Bible teaches, you show that to me. But I've read through the Bible. And I've never found that. That does not make you a Christian. And so the big question comes again. What is a Christian? And the second question, are you a Christian? Did you get that one now? Very personal question. Let me ask you again. Are you a Christian? What is a Christian? And are you a Christian? Well, someone says now, maybe the first answer wasn't right. I know what a Christian is. A Christian is someone who goes to church. Wrong. A Christian is someone who has been baptized. Wrong. A Christian is someone who obeys the Ten Commandments. That makes that person a Christian. Wrong. Well, you say then now, now you've gone over a list of things here, and you've done it negatively to tell me what a Christian is not. You've told me because they're born in North America, that doesn't make them a Christian. You've told me that they're not a Christian because they go to church. You've told me that baptism doesn't make them a Christian. That's right. You've told me that obeying and keeping the Ten Commandments doesn't make a person a Christian. You got it, my friend. Well, the big question is this then. How does a person become a Christian? You know, that's the only thing that matters. Let me tell you as a gospel preacher, it is an honor, I repeat again, an honor to stand here and to tell this audience tonight how people can become Christians. Well, you say, why do you get so excited about it? Let me tell you why. I have preached in gospel meetings, and I have seen people come into those gospel meetings, and when they came through the door into that building, they were not Christians. 
In fact, when they come through the door and took a seat, I know they were perishing in their sins. But let me tell you, by the time that gospel meeting was over, you know those people were rejoicing. I've had people come to the door and they shake hands with you. And you know what they say? I'm a Christian now. Some of them come with a smile. Some of them are just beaming. And they say, I've trusted the Lord Jesus. I'm a Christian. Some of them come in tears. Tears streaming down their face. And they tell you, I trusted Christ. And I'm a Christian. It's still a big question, isn't it? How does a person become a Christian? What is a Christian? That's why I read verse number 17 and 18. Because in verse number 18, this man describes for us what a Christian is. This man actually tells us how a person who was not a Christian becomes a Christian. Now listen to what he says. There are five things, and I'm going to go over them. He says, I come and I preach. He says, I do it to open their eyes. Number one, to turn them from darkness to light. Number two, from the power of Satan unto God. Number three, that they may receive forgiveness of sins. Number four, and then he says, these people who believe God, do you know what they get? They get an inheritance with everyone who is going to be with the Lord Jesus. Wouldn't you like to be a Christian tonight? Wouldn't you like to know your sins forgiven? Wouldn't you like to know peace with God? And now we come to it, the first one. What is a Christian? A Christian is someone who is free from the deception of sin. To open their eyes. Because really as I'm speaking in this gospel meeting, believe it or not, you are deceived in your sin by the greatest deceiver who has ever existed. He is called the God of this age. I'll come to him in a moment. But you know, folks, as I am preaching to you, you already are thinking, this message can't be right. You mean to tell me I have got to bow to this message? He's trying to keep you in the dark. He's trying to deceive you because the devil himself knows the riches which are available for every sinner that trusts the Lord Jesus. Why wouldn't you go for this? In this gospel meeting, I'm telling you about a real heaven. I'm telling you about a real place where the Lord Jesus is, where there are no tears, there is no sin, there is no sorrow. There's nothing up there that will defile people. And I ask you again, why would you not want this? And then I remember that you have been deceived. And in the depth of that deception, your eyes are closed and you're in the dark. And you're blinded. And so we come to it. What is a Christian? A Christian is someone who is free from the deception of sin. The second thing is this. What is a Christian? A Christian is someone who is free from the darkness of sin. Because listen to what this man preached. He says to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light. Now listen to what the Bible teaches. We didn't write it. We only preach it. The Bible says this, men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. The Bible says in the book of Psalms, they walk on, they don't understand, they walk on in darkness. And the Bible says the God of this age hath blinded the minds of them that believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ should shine in unto them. And so here we are. 
Now it polarizes this gathering tonight. If you are a Christian, your eyes have been opened. If you are a Christian, you are in the light, not in darkness. Paul is looking at people and Paul is preaching. And he says, listen, if you are in darkness, you're not a Christian. And so we have it. A Christian is someone who is free from the deception of sin. A Christian is someone who is free from the darkness of sin. I come to the third one. A Christian is someone who is free from the dominion of sin. There is a real adversary. I mean, you've seen the caricatures. You know how the world portrays the devil. In the cartoons, the devil is portrayed as a little cartoon character. And they give him that three-pronged fork. And they give him the little tail. And it's pointed. And it almost seems like he's cute. And he's painted red. Listen, that's not what the Bible portrays. Listen to what the Bible portrays now. The Bible tells us that this person is called the God of this world. The Bible tells us this person is called Satan, is called the devil. This is the person who will deceive people. The devil that deceived them. The Bible tells us the character of this person. He is called Abaddon. He is called in the book of Revelation, Apollyon. Now you know what that means? It means the destroyer. Because he's after the souls of man. If you're not saved tonight, he is after your soul. You take it tonight. I'm preaching to young people here. I'm preaching to middle-aged people. I am preaching to old people. And I tell you again, there is an enemy. And he is on your track. And he is after your soul. He wants to keep you in the dark. And he wants to see you banished forever, far from God. Are you a Christian? What is a Christian? Someone free from the deception of sin. Someone free from the dominion of sin. Someone free from the darkness of sin. But you know what? It gets even better than that. What is a Christian? Someone who is free from the debt of sin. You know what this man preached? Listen to what this man preached. This man preached that people who receive the Lord Jesus, they get the forgiveness of sins. I was 16. When I received the forgiveness of sins, I was going through my bedroom door. Fact is, that Monday night, if you had got to me just before I went through that door, and you said to me, John, are you a Christian? Do you know what I would have said to you? I'm not a Christian, nor can I understand how I ever will be a Christian. I was so dark. And I was stepping through the door. And Isaiah chapter 53 and verse number 5 came to me. He was wounded for your transgressions. He was bruised for your iniquities. The punishment so that you can have peace. It was laid upon him. And with his stripes, you are healed. That's where my sins were forgiven. This is a real thing, folks. This is something that you can know. You know what God is offering tonight? The remission. The complete forgiveness of every sin. Will you say this is quite the offer? How could God offer a message like this? You know how? Because he sent his only son. For people who were guilty. For people who were under the burden. For people who were far from God. Do you know what God said? I will send my son. I will give the best of heaven. God, reverently speaking, he bankrupted heaven. Gave the very best. And he gave him to come to planet earth. 
You know the story. You know about his birth in Bethlehem. You know about his life in Nazareth. But I would say everyone here tonight, you know the story of dark Golgotha. Tell me the story of Jesus. Write on my heart every word. Tell me the story most precious, sweetest that ever was heard. That's what we're preaching. Just in case you have missed this. And just in case I haven't communicated the way I want to communicate it. Do you know what we are preaching tonight? We are telling people how they can be Christians because of the Lord Jesus. There was a man. He came from heaven. And upon an old rugged cross, he gave himself. He poured out his soul unto death. He was numbered with the transgressors. He bare the sin of many. And says the Bible, this is the one. This is the one. Christ Jesus came into the world. Why did he ever come? He came to save sinners. What is a Christian? A Christian, he's someone free from the deception of sin. He's someone free from the dominion of sin. He's someone who is free from the darkness of sin. They are someone who is free from the debt of sin because they've got forgiveness. Forgiveness from God for every sin. You know, it gets even better than that. What is a Christian? A Christian is someone who is free from the destiny of sin. That Monday night before I became a Christian, I was going to be in hell. On the authority of this book tonight, I'm going to be in heaven. If anything happens to me tonight, I will be with the Lord Jesus. When I step onto that eternal shore of glory, look into that face that wore the crown of thorns. See the marks in those hands, the marks in those lovely feet. I will bow. You know what I thank him for? That he ever saved me and that I ever became a Christian. Now let me ask you tonight, are you a Christian? Have you ever had this moment when you trusted the Lord Jesus? Have you ever had this moment when your sins were forgiven? Have you had this moment when you stepped out of darkness into light and you your sins forgiven? Please do not say, almost, thou persuadest me to be a Christian. So how about it? Do you have your sins forgiven? Have your eyes been opened to see your need and your danger? Have they been opened to see the Savior dying for you upon the cross? Christ has paid the debt of sin. The same Christ that saved Paul the Apostle so many years ago is ready today to save you as well. Acknowledge your sin. Receive him now as your own personal Savior, won't you? If this or any of our Bible messages here at Anchor Point has made you aware of God's interest in you, or if you'd like some literature or a visit that would help you understand these important truths, why don't you drop us a line at anchorpointradio at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We're glad you were able to join us at Anchor Point today. Anchor Point is sponsored by believers in Christ who are meeting at various gospel halls. Each of these Christian assemblies holds gospel services every Sunday as well as other meetings such as regular prayer and Bible studies throughout the week. If you've been challenged by today's message and would like to know more about the truth of the gospel or of gathering unto the name of the Lord Jesus Christ following New Testament principles, take a look at our Anchor Point website at anchorpointradio.com. 
There you will find more information as well as the location, programs, and meeting schedules for the gathering center nearest you. My name is Glenn Todd. Thank you once again for listening. And we invite you to join us again next week at the same time for Anchor Point, where we believe that Christ alone is the anchor for the soul. Thank you.